0: Happy holiday season, everybody, and welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm your host, Nathan French, and I'm excited about today. Today's going to be a little bit different than the normal format of this podcast because today I'm going to be reading a couple of your five-star ratings and reviews from Apple Podcast. I'm going to be answering a few of your questions that you have so kindly submitted on Instagram. And then I'm going to be sharing a devotion with you and a thought with you that has really changed my thinking over the last month. It's a revelation that God has given me and it's taken from the life of Samson in the book of Judges and we're going to entitle that thought today, there's honey in that lion. Stick around to figure out what in the world that's all about. I love you guys. Welcome to the podcast. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for hitting play. Let's go. that you had an incredible Thanksgiving, and more importantly than all the great food, I really hope you spent some time with the people that you love the most. I want to do something a little different on the first half of the podcast before we get into... Um, kind of the main content, the devotion of this episode. Um, We're going to answer a few of your questions that you have submitted on Instagram. Uh, And I also want to read just a couple five-star rating and reviews that y'all have so graciously submitted on Apple Podcasts. And I'm I'm really thankful that you guys do that because it really helps the show. It boosts it up in the charts and the ratings. And uh, really more importantly than that, it just blesses me to hear from you amazing listeners. All of the emails and and reviews that you guys leave, I just want you to know it really blesses me. And so I wanted to share a couple on the podcast today. uh, And if you leave a five-star rating and review, please go and do that. It just takes a couple minutes of your time really helps the show um and to say thank you i'm gonna try to do a few segments where we're gonna read them out loud on the podcast and give you a shout out so i have one here from uh, mrs akb and it says this one really touched me it was a five-star review it says i'm a stay-at-home mom and more often than not i need to be uplifted throughout the day I can't remember how I stumbled upon this podcast, but I wish I would have found it sooner. This podcast has been a huge blessing to me. It edifies me and encourages me while I take care of the tiny humans, cook and clean throughout the day. Having the word and an anointed message at my disposal means so much to me. Thank you, Brother French, for letting God use you. Wow, what a beautiful review. Thank you for those kind words. And uh, hey, to all the moms out there, you're my heroes. You're changing the world one little heartbeat at a time. And please keep doing what you're doing. One more review here. It's from, it's a five star review from Lee's Gal. And it says, I truly passed by this podcast on accident. I remember hearing. Brother French and his wife minister at a conference that truly ministered to me, so I decided to listen to this random one, and it completely encouraged, strengthened, and ministered to me. My family has been dealing with many attacks from the enemy, and i felt so weary and discouraged that it's affected my personal spiritual walk. This has been a special boost to continue, grow, and never waver when life gets crazy. Thank you so much for speaking into my life and allowing God to use both of you. May God continue to bless this podcast and your families in a powerful way. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, I love reading these. You know what? I love it so much. I think I'm going to read one more. This one was left on uh, Spotify, which you can actually do now on the podcast. It says... This is literally one of my top apostolic podcasts I listen to. Also, thank you, Nathan and Rachel French, for everything y'all's music has inspired me to write songs and has changed my life. Wow. Thank you so much. Check this one out. It's from Kira. It says, I wasn't a fan of podcasts until I found this one. Definitely one of my favorites now. I love how every episode is different and takes on different topics. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Oh, thank you guys so much. This is amazing. If you haven't left a five-star rating and review, be sure to go do so. And I want to give you a shout-out on the podcast. Okay, so let's get into some questions that you, the listener, have submitted Alright, so these uh, questions were submitted over on the Noteworthy Instagram page. Uh, To be a part of this, just go follow at Podcast Noteworthy, and you could submit your questions to be answered on the show. So make sure you go do that so you can be a part of what's going on here. Okay, so just, I think, three questions I'm going to look at today. Um, This one is submitted by... Fabrio Radavlas, which I probably have butchered your name. I'm so sorry, but I wanted to honor you on the podcast. It says, I've been waiting for the Devote 365, which I always listen to every morning before I prepare to go to school. That is when I found Noteworthy. Okay, so for you guys that don't know, uh, I was very honored to get to read Uh, for UPCI Youth Ministries, the Devote 365 podcast. So uh, when you go listen to that, that's actually uh, my voice on there. So um, thank you for listening to that podcast submitted by UPCI Youth Ministries. Okay, she goes on to say, I'm very blessed with the deep relativity of science and the word of God. And I thank you for sharing God's words in such a mind-blowing way that I could never forget. This is supposed to be somehow a question, so here we go. Could you tell us something about youth servant leadership or discipleship? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question, and thank you so much, by the way, for listening and for submitting this question. When it comes to youth uh, servant leadership or discipleship, I think you've nailed it on the head because... The word, the the key word in that question is the word servant. If you want to be a part of discipleship, and youth leadership, or really leadership of any kind, you have to have the heart of a servant. It's all about serving other people. And when it comes to working with youth ministry specifically, the number one piece of advice I would give you is to talk less and listen more. When a student comes to you and they're dealing with something and they need counsel, You know, I've really found that the majority of the time, they're not always looking for counsel as much as they are a listening ear. So before you speak into their life, listen to them, listen to what they're going through. And if you want them to, you know, care about how much you know, they have to know about how much you care about them. And you can do that taking the time to listen to them and give them the gift of your time be approachable and be somebody in their life that they can use as an accountability partner and that will take you a long way in servant ministry okay so we've got a question here um is reading a fortune cookie the same thing as devil worship <laughs> okay. all right jake walden um the answer there is no. Uh, you should be safe to read a fortune cookie, and uh, you you are definitely not worshiping the devil uh, throughout that Chinese takeout. You should be good. All right. So um, here's a really good question here. This next question is a serious question, and uh, it's gonna be the last question we answer on the show today. If you want to hear more uh, questions answered, you got to go leave them on. The Instagram page, so I can see him. Okay, um, okay. It here's the question: Is it good to pursue full time ministry? For example, uh, a musician, a singer, videographer, etc. This is a really excellent question, and I want to take just a, a moment. To give you my thoughts on it And and you can take it or leave it But I think it might help somebody So is it a good thing to pursue Full-time Ministry Um Okay, how do I say this It is a honorable Thing to desire To serve Full-time in the ministry Let's define full-time I think the The idea of being full-time is that you're not working a secular job or working a nine to five per se but you're actually uh your income is uh, basically received from what you do in the ministry so when you say full-time ministry it means that is literally ministry is your full-time job and you're not having to work a secular job alongside with that now I would also say, just to clarify, there's lots of bivocational ministers that very much serve full time in the ministry, but they also have a full time job. So I think it's important to clarify that. Uh, I am in a season in my life where I am in full time ministry uh, at my church and in travel, but um, it was many, many years in ministry where I did work a secular job. I worked in banking, and I worked in uh, probation, actually, believe it or not, uh, all while in the ministry, whether it was preaching ministry, music ministry, youth ministry. So I kind of know what it's like to live in both worlds, the world where you're full-time in ministry, and then the world where you're... Doing full-time work but you're also having to carry the weight of a secular job so to answer your question i would say that it is a good thing to pursue however i have observed and noticed that in the younger generation there is this desire to be a full-time minister uh, and it can, al- it can almost be an unhealthy mindset, meaning, well, I'm not going to serve until I'm full-time, or I'm not going to do that job until it's my only job. And I would warn you uh, and tell you that that is a red flag. You do not want to serve in full-time ministry if you're not already doing so with a secular job. Keep serving. Keep doing what you can. Have a servant's heart. Be available to your your pastor, to your spiritual authority. And if God desires for you to be able to leave your secular job, to be a videographer for the church, to be a full-time music minister, to be an evangelist, to be a youth pastor, if that's the case for you, then praise God. But Oftentimes, more than not, that is not the case. You will probably be in a season in your life where you will have to carry the weight of a secular job so that you can live, so you can pay your bills. Uh, And I want you to know that that is okay. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Keep working hard, keep chasing after your calling, and God will release you into full time ministry if and when. He's ready. Just trust that process, and Jesus will continue to take care of you. And also don't forget that the school you're going to and the job that you're working at is a mission field, and God wants to use you in your ministry, on campus, and at your job. And never forget that. All right, guys, this has been the question and answer segment on the podcast. We're going to now enter into the devotion entitled, There's Honey in That Lion. Stick around to see what that's about. So I've been teaching for the last month on the life of Samson in my youth class, and as I was teaching, I really felt the Holy Ghost starting to speak to me. And it's it's something that has really impacted me over the last few weeks. I've shared it multiple times just with people in my life. And I feel compelled to do so with you today. And I want to entitle this devotion, There's Honey in That Lion. Now, if you grew up in Sunday school, you probably know about the life of Samson, that Samson was a very talented man and he had supernatural strength from God. We also know that, um, he had taken a Nazarite vow and in that vow, uh, it said things like, hey, Samson, you cannot cut your hair. You're not to drink, you know, wine, grape juice, um, and then this is important, because in that same Nazarite vow, there's many things. I'm not going to go all through it. but in the Nazarite vow, they were not supposed to even go close to uh, a carcass or a dead body. And so look with me in Judges chapter fourteen. We're talking about samson and and uh, uh I'm not going to get into everything with Samson and Delilah. I'm just going to focus on this one scripture for the moment. It's found in Judges 14, and we're going to start with verse 5. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now, notice with me that he's in a vineyard. Okay, so he's in a place. He's not supposed to eat grapes, raisins, drink wine. He's already in a dangerous place. With his Nazarite vow. He has put himself in a bad location when you consider the covenant that he's made to God. Uh, now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. So in other words, he had no weapon. He kills this lion with his bare hands. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman and she pleased Samson well. After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. He took some of it in his hands and went along eating. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they also ate. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Now, to help paint the picture for you, Samson is going to find a wife, a Philistine wife, and the Bible tells us that his parents, Samson's parents, are not happy about this because she's what the Bible calls an uncircumcised Philistine, meaning she's not under covenant with God. She is not one of God's people. And the first thing Samson does wrong is he disregards the counsel of his parents, and he goes to Timnah to take her as his wife anyways, against spiritual counsel. Now, when you start to go against counsel in your life, you put yourself in a dangerous place. Notice, just to get to his soon-to-be Philistine wife, He has to walk through a vineyard. In his Nazarite vow, he's supposed to have nothing to do with grapes. Now, I know this sounds funny. You can go read it in the book of Judges. It's in there. Just like you probably know, Samson was not supposed to cut his hair because his strength, his power was in his hair. And if his hair were to be cut, and eventually Delilah gets him to tell his secret— And she cuts his hair, and he loses his supernatural strength from God. To cut his hair was not the only part of the Nazarite vow. He was not supposed to eat grapes, raisins, uh, wine, basically anything that had to do with the vineyard. Samson was not supposed to be a part of that. Notice when he steps out of accountability, he is immediately placed in a vineyard. When you step out of spiritual accountability... You have placed yourself in a location of temptation. And he's going to take his wife. And as he's on his way there, get this. As he's on his way there, a young lion roars against him and the spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he is able to defeat this lion with his bare hands. This is a victory from God. The Spirit of God comes upon him and helps him, even though he's not right with God at this moment, and he's making an ungodly decision. The Spirit of the Lord has not forsaken him, has not left him on his own. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tears this young lion in half with his bare hands, and he continues to Timnah. Okay, so, so think about the, the preaching here for just a moment, because you would think that when God gives him that victory that he would turn around and make a godly decision, but God gives him the victory and he continues on his ungodly journey. Doesn't that sound like some of us sometimes that God gives us victory and he blesses us and yet we continue down a rebellious road? And as he's coming back from Timnah, this is where I want to draw your attention. This is what I've never noticed before. It says that he sees the carcass of the lion there and there's a swarm of bees and a honeycomb is in the carcass of this lion. The lion that he got victory over. Oh my goodness, I need, I need somebody to hear me because I'm going to be real quick, guys. It's going to be the shortest devotion segment of the podcast ever. But I feel strongly to share this with you. The lion he just got victory over. He comes back and there's a honeycomb in that lion. And he took some of it in his hands and as he's going along the road he eats that honey which remember in his Nazarite vow he is breaking his Nazarite vow again because he's not supposed to even go near a carcass especially eat honey out of a dead carcass. Isn't it just like the devil to put honey in a lion. Oh, Nathan, what are you you talking about? I don't understand what you mean. Isn't it just like Satan to put a distraction, something to break your covenant directly inside of your victory? It's just like Satan to take a lion that you've overcome and put a distraction inside of it. Something that pulls you away from your covenant and your relationship with God. Some of you have killed some lions in your life. Some of you listeners have overcome some things in your life that you never would have been able to overcome if the Spirit of God hadn't moved mightily upon you and you knew that it was a heavenly help from above. And you need to be careful when you've killed a lion because when you start to get victory, the devil will put honey in that lion. What are you saying? The devil will put a distraction directly inside of your victory in an attempt to get you to break covenant. And watch what happens when you've decided that breaking covenant is okay. Watch what happens. He not only takes the honey and eats it himself... But the Bible says in Judges 14 and 9, when he came to his father and his mother, he gave some to them and they ate, but he did not tell them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. What does this mean? It means that he made his parents break covenant by deceiving them. Because when you decide to break covenant, you're not content breaking it by yourself. You want somebody else to break covenant with you. Whew, my goodness. So what am I trying to tell you? What are we taking from the life of Samson? The lesson that we find in this lion is that the devil is a liar and he is out to deceive you. And the more victories you have, the more distractions he will put in front of you. The more lions you kill with your bare hands, the more honey he will place inside of it. So can I encourage you today, maybe, maybe to a Samson out there that's listening, can I remind you that your strength comes from God and the victories that you have obtained is because the Spirit of the Lord is fighting for you. Don't let the devil put honey inside the lion that you overcame, put distraction directly inside your victory, and turn the victory around and, and, and use what God intended for good and, and the devil will use it for evil. I've got good news for somebody today that God can take what the enemy meant for evil and he can turn it for good. Don't get in the mindset that your relationship and your covenant to God does not matter anymore. Because the second you do that, you will locate yourself in a vineyard and a place of temptation where breaking covenant will be easier than it has ever been. Stay accountable. Know that the Spirit of God and the help of God will be your strength. Stay close to him. Stay close to that covenant. Stay close to that relationship with God. And you won't have to break that vow. There's honey in that lion. Be careful. Can I pray for you? Jesus, I thank you for your power that I feel right now. And Lord, I just want to pray over every listener that's listening to this podcast that you would bless them, that your spirit would rest mightily upon them, that you would help them fight their battles. Lord, there are some people under the sound of my voice that are struggling with their commitments to you. I pray that you would give them the strength to hold strong and know that this is not a life of bondage. This is a life of freedom. And every law and every vow that you've placed in your word that we're supposed to live by is not for our detriment, but for our good. That everything you have called us to be, any pursuit of holiness is a worthy pursuit. And we will continue to chase after you. Help us to eliminate every distraction that the devil tries to put in front of us and let us walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. It means the world that you listen. Thank you for tuning in to this rather unique episode of The Noteworthy Podcast. Remember, the devil's a liar, and he's going to try to put distractions directly into your victory and use it against you. But you just take what the enemy meant for evil, and God's going to turn it for good. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Noteworthy Podcast. It's a great holiday season. Make sure you soak it in and enjoy it. And we'll see you next week. God bless.